0: Okay, before we introduce this episode's guest, I'm touring It's Personal. Try and have a look. I'm still performing at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival until April 24th. I also have shows all over this great, great Australian country. Some of it's not that great, but you know the bits I mean. But I'm going to Brisbane, the Gold Coast, Newcastle, Sydney, Perth, Adelaide, all these places. You can find it on my website, oishalakoulson.com or livenation.com.au. Come and see me. Listener Production. Hello and welcome to another episode of That's Enough Already. You know the drill. We talk about the stuff that shits us to death. And this week's episode, I am joined by British Malaysian comedian Phil Wang. He's just wrapped up a run at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival and is about to dive into a bunch of shows in the US. You can catch his comedy special, Philly Philly Wang Wang, on Netflix. I watched it, it's freaking funny. Go buy his book, side Splitter, or listen to his podcast after you've listened to this one, and subscribe, Bud Pod, wherever you grab your podcasts. In this podcast, we'll get a peek into Phil's comedy writing process, name and shame the worst coffee in the world, and go deep on both of our experiences as contestants on Taskmaster. Cause dang, that was a good show, ladies and gentlemen. Phil Wang. Shh, that's quite enough. Just,
1: just, just shut your mouth. I. Oh, Give shush, please. Yes, I can hear, but I don't care. That's enough already. Shut
0: up. Oh, shush. <laughs> Hi, Phil. We're talking to Phil Wang today. I love talking to other people who have podcasts because I always come. How's my sound? Am I picking? What What's it yeah. looking like?
1: I brought this microphone all the way from the UK. Can you believe it,
0: mate? I am so proud of you.
1: The carbon footprint of this microphone at this point is massive. Know, I don't know how many trees. Uh, this microphone is killed.
0: But then, I mean, you, surely you click that when you book a flight or whoever books your flights. I always think when I book a flight at the bottom, cause I don't get the opportunity to book a lot, but say if I book a flight for my mum to come visit me, then at the bottom yeah. it says to neutralise the carbon footprint, it, click this and it's like a twenty or something. And I'm like, shit, it's cheap. Like it's cheap <laughs> versus the damage yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing. <laughs> So yeah, I what reckon it's everyone been
1: complaining about. Yeah, like, Gre- does Gre- does Greta Thunberg out? actually know how cheap it is? Someone yeah, should tell her. Yeah. Greta, I mean, it's only like it's like three dollars. And she's like, she'd be like, oh, okay, I'll go back to school then.
0: Yeah. I'll I'll, I'll chill out. I'm sorry, boomers. Like I take it all back. <laughs> like if I take at the end of the year a hundred bucks and I just go to Air New Zealand and I go, here you go, guys. This is all
1: <laughs> of
0: it. This covers all of it. And then maybe for someone else who's not going to cover these. That should cover yeah.
1: women. Surely. I'll, I'll, sh- I'll shout them. I'll yeah. Shout, I'll shout a couple of people. This is a new word I've learned. Shout.
0: Oh, you didn't know shout yeah. before.
1: I didn't know shout. Do Kiwi say it as well? Yeah. For, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. I'll shout you a.
0: Yeah, it, t- it took me a while uh, to get you, because I'm from South Africa. So we say, I'll stick you a beer. Wow, well, stick. Yeah. Stick means I'm going to pay for you. No, I'll stick you. So when you say that... As a Tr- South trust African- the
1: South Africans to have the most sort of stabby sounding one.
0: Yeah, super aggressive. <laughs> and with this accent, it's like, no, no, Phil, put your money away. I'm going to stick you. You know, it, it although, is very aggressive. Although to
1: be fair, shout isn't too much more peaceful, actually. Yeah, no, but at Shouts least you don't stick. think
0: I'm going to end up in hospital at the end of it. <laughs> but it's not. What do you say in the UK? I
1: think I'll just get you a drink or... I'll- I got this. My treat. I'll get, a, I'll get just get. We're, we're, we're old fashioned. We're old school. That's where the, you know, where, where the language started. We're still on the original words.
0: Yeah. Hey. Okay. So we're in Melbourne at the moment. Yep. Uh, doing comedy festival. Is this your first festival? Because you, I feel like both of us sort of got fucked. I mean, everyone got fucked over by COVID. When I get anyone that asks me, hey, can Except you- Except for Amazon. Oh yeah. I mean, uh, if you are rich enough to build a rocket, uh, a penis-shaped rocket, <laughs> you are unaffected by any of this. But, but I think anyone that, cause people will, and I'm sure you get it too, go, can you send a video to my, fr- my brother or my friend? He's had a really tough couple of years. And I'm like, bitch, we all have, like there's not one person, <laughs> yeah. you know, that has not like normal human being. In terms of comedy and sort of, you know, when you go, Everything is a climb. Like you sort of, you know, you graft away, graft away. And now my comedy special I recorded in December 2019 while you were in China. Oh, So you couldn't lucky. attend, I understand. Yeah. Um, But it came out right in the middle of, like in July uh, 2020. So yeah. I couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't go promote it. I couldn't go enjoy it. I couldn't, I mean... It was great because but, the whole world was But at the same time, lockdown. did you find
1: you had a captive audience? Yes. Everyone, yes. Yeah.
0: They sort of had, and I had like messages from the weirdest places in the world that I didn't think would ever pick up on my stuff. But you know, L- people like in,
1: where? where? Where was the most sort of surprise? Israel.
0: Things? I was really surprised.
1: Oh yeah, I got yeah, heaps yeah. of
0: people in Israel, um, Sweden. But of course, that's a surname because I've got a Swedish surname. Um, of course, yeah. Yeah. So so just and, and the weirdest thing is I got um, a message from this. Actually, the first one when I did Comedians of the World for Netflix, um, I got this message from a Swedish girl and she goes, you have to come to Sweden and do some shows. So this was in 2017 we recorded this and then 2018 she, when it went on, she messaged me and I was like, you are literally my only fan. In Sweden So if I come over It'll be a dinner It won't be a show <laughs> She's like No, no There's heaps of us have worked at love you And we tell all of our clients And I'm like Oh What do you do? She goes I'm a stripper
1: Yeah When you said clients I was like This can go one of two ways
0: mm. But then I'm like At what point During your stripping Do you tell <laughs> the client So you like comedy? <laughs> was it at the end?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. if you uh, if you want to wind down now, now that you're all excited, uh, yeah. maybe a little light relief.
0: Yes, I'm just going to pop this yeah, on while funny. you put your pants back on. Hi, so you recorded your special, you were supposed to record it when, like in the beginning of 2020, right when the world... I was
1: meant to record in the middle of 2020, so around May. Yeah. And the pandemic hit, well, our first lockdown was March, in, in the March. Yeah. June 2021 was when I eventually filmed it and the turnaround was quick and then and it came straight out around July August it was you know it, it was sad when it first happened It was frustrating it felt like i was ready to do it I was, I was um you know i was mentally there i was getting ready and then suddenly oh, i have to pull back you have to forget about it for a bit you have to let, let it lie and i was just worried about stuff getting stale and you know the longer you have material the yeah. staler you get and you hit a you hit a sweet spot with it where you're performing it at the best and then you start to lose it you start yeah. to you know, you start to lose your grip on what actually made it funny and why you started doing it in the first place. And I was worried that would happen. But at the same time, the silver lining was I got to write like a bunch of new stuff about the pandemic and about the East Asian element in the pandemic. And I think in the end, the special actually benefited from that. Yeah. It's material that I liked. And it, and it was material that replaced material that I previously didn't like. So it's nice to do a show that you like all of. Yeah. You know?
0: I loved your opening where you go, I hope this has aged well. I want to meet Prince Philip and talk about Brexit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so. Yeah, man, so
0: but that whole special is so clever.
1: Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. The, one of the hardest bits was actually getting back to match fitness with very little time. I think we had maybe three or four weeks um, beforehand, which maybe sounds like quite a lot of time. I just three weeks beforehand where we actually were allowed to do shows. Yeah. And so I was just trying to cram in all the preview prep shows to get back to match fitness. Um, and that was quite tough. I yeah. feel like I was still a bit, I look back at the special now, I still think like, oh, I'm still a bit sort of wobbly actually. I'm still a bit, a lockdown brain there. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I mean? three or
0: four uh, weeks is nothing to get match fit after not gigging for such a long time. And I don't think people yeah. appreciate, I forget even like on which side I prefer my table. I'm like, should I just move it to the left? You know, like, and these are… The- oh,
1: right, for your, for your notes and water and Yeah,
0: stuff. and it's like, this is… I good. always go left. I go right.
1: Because
0: I, I, I tend Actually, to I leave… I say right.
1: that. My, mine is right this year. Mine is right.
0: See, we don't know anymore.
1: I don't even know. See, like, it's all fucked up now. It's,
0: I feel like I'm a new… Co- I have to say, during all the lockdowns and stuff, I still haven't watched my special back. Um, mm. I watched It's the- very hard to do. I watched it when it first came out, but then I haven't mm-hmm. watched it again. But then I know I talk really fast and I think if English is your second language, like I lean towards talking very fast. So I have to really slow myself mm. down because in Afrikaans or any other, I just power through it and I can talk really fast.
1: Yeah. Um, are, are you quite good at watching yourself?
0: I always do, yeah. I, Even on TV right, shows. I think it's a-
1: Right. I, I'm I'm really bad at it. I can't Are do you? it. I find it really hard. I, I when my special came out, I I was like I I I, I was like I, I need to watch this, I need to feel I need to mark the occasion, but I hated the idea so much. But then I just forced myself to invite I just invited some friends over. It felt very American. But I invited some friends over to my flat and we just put it on and just watched it with them. Yeah. And they laughed and they liked it. And I was honestly I was so glad I made myself do that. Yeah. But it's Completely counter to what I normally do. One time, film something. I never watch myself. I find it too hard.
0: No, I watch it, I once, it once and then hard. never again. I I basically just take the notes from right. it, same as TV shows. I watch it and then never. So uh, did how do how hard was because uh, you were on Taskmaster right? Yeah. How hard yeah, was it Taskmaster. to watch yourself back? Because you filmed the whole thing. For people who <laughs> don't know how Taskmaster works, you filmed the whole thing. And then you go into a studio and they play the clips of the challenges that everyone does. And then you That's respond. Right. So uh, in New Zealand, I did it in New Zealand and we, uh, and I'm sure yours is the same. The first time you see it is when the the audience sees it and the rest of the contestants see it. How was that for That's you? That's
1: right. And, and also by the time you're in the studio and you're watching these tasks again, it's been potentially like, Four months, five yeah. months? Yeah. Been it can be a while since you actually did it. And I mean, I forgot a lot of time what yeah. I actually did. Yeah. And that was always interesting. I think I think it helps you in the studio because you actually are like fresh to it. You are you are interested in your you are interested yourself in what you did because you can't remember. Yeah. Or at least I couldn't. Yeah. But a lot of the time I was just frustrated with myself or not doing better or not thinking more carefully about things or just being a bit lazy or tired, you know. Where um, did you end up, up in like the just show? One first dead segment. last. I, my, my my first couple of episodes, I was doing all right, and then I just started slipping, sliding, 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 and I was dead last at the end. Mm. And since then, since then, I've been on like quiz shows, like celebrity versions of uh, like um, quiz shows in the UK, and it's my mission now to win all of them, <laughs> to make up for Taskmaster. I've now collected the trophies for Pointless, Richard Richard Osman's House of Games and Mastermind. It's like a PTSD. I'm going to keep doing quiz shows and win all the trophies to make up for this original sin of how badly I did on Taskmaster. How did you do?
0: Dead last.
1: Same, really interesting. Yeah,
0: dead last. See, common denominator. I learned so much about myself when I watched the show uh, and how I approach things versus how the other comics approach things. I was just totally blown and, away. Yeah. Did you learn anything yeah. about yourself?
1: Yeah. I I think I probably learned that I was quite indecisive because what what they keep out of the final edit is like how much you, you you try another idea and it doesn't work out and panicking a little bit. And sometimes I would just be a bit lazy or a bit frustrated. What I learned is that I possibly overthink things and I try and be too clever. And I don't really do things physically. I try like the number of tasks where the footage is just me sort of sat down thinking about it when others are already already running around trying to do something. Yeah. You know. <laughs> uh, although I did win one by doing that. Yeah. Sitting down and just thinking about best noise. And I and the other people were throwing guitars onto the ground and throwing custard at the wall. And I just thought about it and eventually I just stood up and went. And I won.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's also the lowest investment in it.
1: Exactly, exactly. It really is. Yeah. Yeah, I I want to be efficient. That was my main goal with all the tasks.
0: Yeah, I think because I I actually broke my collarbone on set. Oh. Doing a task. How? Because one of the tasks was um, come up with a stupid idea and the Hmm. dumbest idea gets five points. And if you execute the idea you get an extra five points. So I then thought what would be a great idea, like I had a few ideas first and then I thought I am going to build a ramp so we're on this big like farmlet type scenario, like basically a mini farm and it had a big steep driveway and I'm going to build a ramp in the driveway and ride a mountain bike that we bought for $50 from Kmart. So quality through and (laughs) through. (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to hit the ramp and then see how high I can jump it. That is a dumb idea. Wow. I'm 46 years old. I shouldn't be, you know, doing any of that shit. And then I did it and, yeah, the front wheel of the bike came off while it was in yep. the air and I just came down on my uh. head and my shoulder, knocked myself out for a bit, broke it in three.
1: You out cold? Mm. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Well, you must have won.
0: Well, you would think that, wouldn't you? <laughs> you would, they didn't play it, not because I got hurt, but because one of the other contestants put his dick in a toaster. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oh like, no. So you you broke a collarbone for nothing because someone put his dick in a toaster? Mm-hmm. Did he even turn it on?
0: No. And now I'm like, yeah. I'm like, honestly, could have just, but I think it was too much. And he didn't fully commit to it. He was like, this is Guy Montgomery, <laughs> uh, for our um, listeners, oh, okay, you know. Yeah. Uh, so he's like, he he decided it's, it'll be a dumb idea. He's going to put his dick in a toaster. And then when he started, he's like, he didn't want to commit, you know, sort of, he he just went, this is a stupid freaking idea. He doesn't want to do it. He goes, but he still put his dick in the toaster. And all I can think is like, Toaster, like I've got a toaster, I I can't put, a, you know, like my thumb in the toaster, how big is your dick? Like if you, like this thin, <laughs> <laughs> what are we, or you're squeezing it in like a marshmallow, there's too much, I think, logistics for you to unpack at home, like too many questions to answer. Um,
1: right, okay, okay. Mm.
0: Yeah, but... Um, yes, yeah, it's it was too
1: intellectually complex for Yeah, for I show. think
0: that's why they didn't want to do it. Also, WorkSafe New Zealand would have had a little shit fit if that had gone to air, I think.
1: I mean, the show's really asking for trouble, giving the task, think, think of it and execute the dumbest thing possible.
0: Honestly, that's like basically saying, giving a, a, a sharp knife to a toddler...
1: Yeah. ...and just seeing yeah.
0: how it goes. like, And so <laughs> our director was another comic... So there was no adults supervising us.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's dangerous. That's dangerous for sure. So,
0: yeah. So where do you reckon you'll go from here? Like, what do you want to do? What do you want to be when you grow up? Because you've done Netflix. So what's the, is there something bigger than that? Touring stadiums?
1: I'd like to slap someone at the Oscars.
0: And get away with that?
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's the next step up. Yeah. Um. Who could I slap at the Oscars? I was going to say, if you
0: and I are ever at the Oscars together, I'll give you the go-ahead to just come up and just fully clock me.
1: Oh, great.
0: Yeah. And then vice you. versa, if you're on stage and I'm there. can uh, uh, I? And
1: if you could get footage of you and the ambulance leaving the Oscars, I think that would be <laughs> I'll great text, television. I'll
0: text <laughs> when it's ready. <laughs> 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 get the cameras out.
1: <laughs> uh but I mean, the next thing is um, uh, another special, doing more, doing tours and uh, I've started doing bits of acting here and there, being in little bits here and there and, you know, the, the the thing what's nice about this career and the line of work that we do is there's, it's so varied and you can do so much and yeah. try so many different things out and yeah, yeah, so yeah, uh, there's plenty, there's plenty. Which
0: one, what do you prefer? Like I was talking to Dave Hughes, another comic today and. Um, we we're talking about television and how, like, I only do television to get people to my stand-up shows. That's my number one. Mm. I, if people think of me, I want them to think, oh, that's stand-up. I don't want them mm-hmm. to think that mm-hmm. girl from TV or that um, elderly woman from, you know. I want them to think stand-up. That, that's my number one because that's my number one love. What what w- would be your number one love?
1: Like, what would I want people to call me?
0: You yeah, know, or the if personal. they say you can only do one thing from here on out, it's writing, it's oh. performing, it's what would it be?
1: Um, I think I probably have to say stand up. Um, and that answer—that's always been my answer. Although now I am, I am, uh, I feel like I'm getting to grips with writing. I just wrote a book, which was a really yeah. interesting experience. And what's it there's, called? I don't. It's called Side Splitter. It's yeah. about being mixed race. Um. And it's sort of funny, memoir-ish kind of thing. And I I really like enjoyed writing it. I'm not sure actually if I really enjoy writing or if I just really enjoy not even having to leave the house yeah. to do comedy. Yeah. Cause then you just stay at home and literally you just type on your computer all day and that's pretty great. Yeah. But I do love stand-up. And when when I wasn't able to do stand-up for months because of the pandemic and I came back, it was like coming up for air. You know, it felt like I'd finally caught my breath after months and months, and I felt like myself again, which yeah. is all very cheesy, but it's very true.
0: It's a great analogy. I uh, Yeah, I felt like that too. I'm like, oh, thank God, I'm finally, it, it felt like I was chaffed on a cruise ship and I couldn't leave. Mm. And then mm-hmm. when I finally, now in Melbourne for the Comedy Festival, I finally feel like, like I've done one or two gigs in New Zealand, but it wasn't it wasn't proper gigging, you know, it's like spots here right. and there. But now that I'm here, yeah. I'm like, okay, good, good, good. We're sort of back. I can trust the system again. I feel like I can trust the system. Because it's like, if you get sick or, or when you get sick, like um, proper sick, you know, then you kind of feel disappointed in your body and you're like, how come you, you know, you're sort of letting me down. And that's how I felt the whole of COVID. I'm like, everything is just letting us down. Like this isn't supposed to happen like this. This isn't mm. the shit that mm. I signed up for. I want to struggle yeah, at the airport, a- not not with disease. I want that to be my biggest struggle. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> people who don't know they have to take their laptop out.
1: <laughs>
0: or, or argue with it. No, there's less than 100 mil in this four-litre bottle. You know, you go, yeah, it's those the container of dickhead. Like,
1: it's been 21 years Yeah. since 9-11. How have you not got this memo yet?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if in doubt, people been you're been born wrong. and
1: turned into adults since they brought in these rules. <laughs> And you still think, you still forget to take your laptop out of your bag. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. When I see people, I go, like, I'm getting really good at, at picking which one I should go behind. I go, this is going to be a fucking nightmare. If you see them, you go, and they go, should I take what, them? what are the
1: markers, do you think? What are the markers of schooling? Age, who's going to age pick
0: unfortunately. Them? I don't yeah, want to be ages, but age. if you see a boomer, don't queue up behind them. But it's, yeah. it's not always, and, and also people with kids, because they have a lot of shit. You know, and they're mm-hmm, always like, mm-hmm, no, no, mm-hmm. that's for the baby. And it's like, why does the baby need the Leatherman? You know, um, I mean. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a business baby. It's got yeah. a lot of uh, contracts yeah. to go over.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's like, calm down. So, no, I try and go behind guys in tracksuits um, you know, that sort of just has the little backpack <laughs> that you can see is all floppy. This guy's just here, so you can buy booze on the other side at duty free. That guy, you want to go behind that guy. You
1: yeah, know. yeah. Sure, you yeah. can
0: see a lot of, you know, visible penis line, but it's going to be fast. You're, you're going to be out of there. It's real a price fucked.
1: worth paying for a speedy transit.
0: Am I right? Hey, <laughs> um, you travel a lot. What is your favorite? Like, what would you travel in? Track pants or onesies? I've seen a woman oh. in an animal onesie on a plane on on an international flight. Now I'm a casual bitch, but that's too casual.
1: What would that's you? That's too casual. In? But I mean, like an animal print onesie is like it's when casual goes so casual it starts coming back around. Because dressing as an animal is not casual. That's a statement. <laughs> The, fab- the fabric is casual, but yeah. the pattern is not casual. Leopard print is not casual.
0: No. No, that's, but, but also casual. when you look at that fabric, you go, I'm going to be sitting next to this woman for 13 hours. That's not going to be fresh. That is not a breathable thing. <laughs> 13 hours down the yeah. track, both of us will be regretting her lifestyle choices.
1: Clothes-wise, I'm I'm finally I finally figured it out. I wear sort of I've gotten a pair of tracksuit pants that are comfortable but look okay enough that you can be in the airport wearing them. Um, and uh, I've underwear on, but once I'm ready for Betty buys on the plane, I go to the toilet and I take off my underwear and I go commando. Yeah, is that too casual? No, that's a
0: that's a hot tip. No, I put my pajamas on on a plane too. I go. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I go full gym jams.
1: But I, I wear an outfit that's already technically gym jams, and yeah. the transition is I take off my underwear. Yeah, that's a hot. You know, tip. I think I, I think try not to wear anything yeah. white because there's nothing worse than getting a bit of plain food on you <sighs> the, within the first half hour, yeah. and you're like, okay, I've got a brown smudge on my <laughs> shirt for the next day. Yeah, nonstop. Yeah, I'm looking at that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and you will. It's I think it's impossible not to get something on you in a plane. It's just it's like yeah. when you eat a curry, it's gonna happen. Yeah, you know, and, and yeah, it's it, right there.
1: You're, you're, you've got your elbows up closer than they've ever been in your life.
0: Yeah,
1: and you're trying to use utensils in this tiny little space, and yeah, yeah, you're gonna flick stuff on you for yeah. sure.
0: It's or as and they soon to as give I you something
1: start, saucy on a on a flight too. They
0: do. Or the coffee is always like forty million degrees hotter than on <laughs> on the ground. I'm like, hey, I'm of an age now. Where I'm starting to enjoy a hot coffee. You know, how elderly people really enjoy hot coffee. Like. We like a, a.
1: Oh, really? You go, you get like extra hot.
0: Yeah. Like if you ever go to a cafe, you know, sometimes you get a coffee, and as soon as you touch the outside of the paper cup, you're like, this is too hot. I'm not going to be able to drink this till Wednesday. That cafe <laughs> <laughs> probably serve a lot of elderly people because elderly people like lava coffee. It's like your mouth starts dying or something. You get to a certain age where you go, right. this will be hotter. It needs to be, like your parents. A, Do your parents like a hot cup of tea? just to feel
1: something again?
0: I think so. Mm. Yeah. They like to be on fire. Like, <laughs> on a, if I walk in and there's a lot of older people sitting in the cafe, I go, can I have a coffee? Um, not too hot. And then they go, okay, cool, cool, cool Because I I did a whole thing about coffee And how crazy sometimes You know, because that's the one thing Like you can spend, say, five bucks or whatever You pay five dollars for a cup of coffee And as soon as you walk out, you go I'm never going to be able to drink this You just bring it up to your mouth And just the smell, you're like The milk is burned, Everything shit About this cup of Mm. coffee You just throw it in the bin Nowhere else will you pay five bucks And then go, oh, it's utter shit That they've made And you'll just go with it like, we just, oh, this, oh, my bad, my bad. We never go back yeah, to I, the barista.
1: I go with it. I, I You know, if, if, if the coffee's bad, I'm, you know, it's like that's a shame, but then it just becomes a purely logistical consumption. It's just like I need to wake up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm here just for the, the, the effect now. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Just see, the chemical effect. That's all I need.
0: See, now I… It doesn't
1: have to be pleasurable every time.
0: See, and you'll change your mind about that, Phil. You're a young man. You're in the prime of your life. You're like 32. You will, you yeah. will see. And the older you get, you go. You're going to realize, oh, I've only got a certain amount of words in my life. I've only got a certain amount of coffees in my life. I am not making room in my life for one shit cup of coffee. I've walked (laughs) out of a cafe, gone, this is shit, put it in the bin, walked into the next cafe and got another one. I would rather try three different cups and throw away money till I get a good one and then go, finally, mama can function today. But I can't not have that I think it's admirable.
1: Maybe you've been spoiled by Australia and New Zealand maybe because yeah. coffee around here is, is really good. So we're, good. We're much more willing to put up with the shit in the UK.
0: Yeah, I've had coffee there. Have you had coffee in Canada?
1: In Canada? Yeah. No. Oh, yes, I think I've been to like Tim Hortons and stuff because yeah. it's impossible to go anywhere else.
0: Yeah. No, people go, oh, you should go to Tim Hortons and even that is shit. It's like it's watery and I don't, wanna, I don't yeah. want Canadians to come at me but your coffee is subpar. Like, the whole time I was there, I only once had a good cup of coffee and it was made for me by a Kiwi barista. But I mean...
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: You can never complain.
1: Melbourne is the most I drink coffee ever. I only ever really drink... I drink one... This is so stupid of me. I bought like... In my house, I have a coffee grinder. It's like a smart grinder. It's all high tech and expensive. I've got an espresso machine with like a frother next to it and I have one coffee a morning and if I have any more that day, I lose my mind. I can only have I only have one coffee a day. But when I'm in Melbourne because it's like it's the coffee' so good here, yeah. I'll have like two or three. Oh, and I start to loo- I know I know it's too hedonistic yeah. and I start to lose my mind. It's not good.
0: You should just ride that wave. You should just like try and ride like four shows while you're here. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, so in the UK, because I've chatted to a few uh, UK comics, and then I go, what shits you? Are you familiar with that term? What shits you?
1: What shits you? What annoys you? What bothers yeah, you?
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. so what absolutely shits you to death about um, other people?
1: You know What? Um, noise, and this is when I'm going to sound like very old, but any unnecessary loudness or noise, do, even just hearing earlier about your Taskmaster's task of making the loudest noise made me anxious and angry, because oh. I'm very aware of noise pollution. I live in a noisy city in London, and I I hate noise, and I'm very sensitive to it, and so anyone who's raucous—if I'm out on town and someone's, whether they're lads or ladies, whether they're going singing a football song or screaming because they haven't seen each other for ages and they're excited about the hen party—I hate them all equally. I think they all need to be quiet. Um, if pe- someone's noisy on public transport, which I consider to be a sacred space, I just now I just get up and I go to another carriage, like a like Mister Magoo. Yeah. I'm I have no time for noise, and the other, uh, and I I. I, I, it's not good because it makes it harder to live life. Yeah, because no, life totally. has noise in it.
0: Because I, I've got a very loud friend, and I love her, but she's from Texas, and she has no indoor voice setting. Oh
1: yeah, people who don't have any awareness of their loudness of their voice.
0: Yeah, I said I don't to her, "Look," and she grew up on a on a ranch in Texas, so she is extra. Like you take that American loudness and multiply that by three thousand. And that is her.
1: Oh, dude! I once I had a friend who um, went to school with, and he was so loud. He's quite a flamboyant guy. He's a sweet guy, funny guy, very talented, clever guy. But he had no awareness of how loud he's being. And we were at some cafe just having a coffee or having lunch or somewhere, and he he's going and blah 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 and and it was just us and another table of like five people. It was just us two on this table here, and eventually a lady from this table of five had to come over and leaned over and said to him. Sorry, can you speak quite, quietly, please? We're trying to have a conversation. Like, he was talking so loud as one person. Five people could not, yeah. <laughs> could not have a conversation.
0: Yeah, no, that friend and of mine, the, we, get, we get asked all the time for her to be quiet. It's embarrassing.
1: It's, it's mad. And then, and then they're, they're always surprised. They're like, oh, God, sorry, I didn't realise. So how can you not realise? Did you're you used really to deaf. work on a construction site? Like, how do you, are you not aware
0: yeah. of the noise? Um, and making? repetitive noise, does that get on your tits?
1: Yeah, buzzing, dripping, tapping, knocking. It Anything. it drives me crazy. I wish I weren't like this. You know what it is? Maybe because I started meditating like a few oh. years ago and it made me much calmer in general, but now I need like quiet so more I'm, than I used yeah.
0: to. Oh my god. I I can't when I have to change my text notification thing often and I put my phone on do not disturb quite a lot because oh, the best. that repetitive ding Ding, or if somebody sends you a text message and they don't finish their thought in one text, they go, "Oh, and ding, I I forgot to tell you, send." There was a, I'm like, it's one motherfucking thought. Send it in one, because now I've had ding, 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 ding for you to say to me that Karen just got divorced.
1: <laughs> just One letter one. at a time.
0: Yeah, that it's just frustrating. Yeah. Um, and what I about was once just, on a flight,
1: uh, yeah. um, a long flight, and the guy in front of me, well, it was, one, it was a fancy Middle Eastern airline. Yes. So they had Wi-Fi the whole flight, which mm-hmm. is horrible. Because what's nice about a flight is that you literally cannot be in touch with the rest of the world. Yeah, You are forced to just have some alone time where people can't get in touch with you. Yeah. But this guy was obviously thrilled, and he was in the seat right in front of me. And he had his text on, and he was just texting with full on doop, you know all that? Doop, 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 ding, ding, oh, ding, God. ding, doop, no. doop. And I was like, I'm on this flight for 12 hours. And I had to lean over and say, can you put your phone on silent, please? Yeah. And I'm, I'm not, I very rarely, you know, confront people, but I was like, I can't, I can't have this for 12 hours. Yeah. And fair to him, he was like, oh yeah, sorry, man, sorry, sorry. And he put it on silent. Again, but I just, I'm just, totally i always amazed by people who, who don't think about it yeah. in, in the first hand.
0: But I bet you a million bucks, that guy was an only child.
1: Because mm, if you have maybe.
0: siblings, you know, like if I do something annoying, my brother or sister go, can you fucking not? <laughs> you know, <laughs> Whereas other people who don't have, I've got friends who raise only children, or where there's a big age gap and they just have no awareness. They don't know how to take it when someone teases them because it's never happened yeah. before. And they have no... Th- that consciousness of other people in your space. Because when you're a parent, you don't really pay attention that closely. You're like, go make a noise in your room. And you can still carry on with that shit in your room or in a different space. Or your parents. Yeah, that's leave. a very good point. But when there's other but Only children kids.
1: don't, they don't learn how to share a space with yeah. other people.
0: Yeah. So that's yeah, like, that's oh my point. God, just turn that shit off. You know, <laughs> I'm the same. I'll, I'll, I'll say to people, or people who don't use headphones,
1: um, yes, ma- mad. I was just about to say, people who watch videos on like the train, yeah. just on uh, the phone speaker, are yeah. you mad? Yeah. What animal I've raised been, uh, <laughs> you? <laughs> <laughs> I've been. I'm embarrassed. Like I, I'm so self-conscious. I'm embarrassed for people to know what my tastes are. Yeah. I, and I, I think I have good taste, but I'm so embarrassed for people to know what shows I watch, what music I listen to. Yeah.
0: Because
1: yeah. I'm just like, I don't want them to know. I'm it's private. Yeah. So people who are willing to just play YouTube videos out loud and laugh, uh, like laugh at them on the train. <laughs> Extraordinary. Yeah. Or, or, I, I kind of envy them. It must be a nice life. I don't. Worry
0: about I I don't, because I just imagine that their house is an absolute pigsty. I immediately think you're not very very tidy. Like if you're that messy in your head, your house must be fucking disaster area because or even those people that'll walk with their phones like this uh in their hand with the on speaker and just talk to a friend and they walk Matt. into a crowded room or public transport and you're like what is up? Like, how is that? I'm too, I don't want people to think, when I'm walking in the street, I never answer a text. I can feel a vibrate mm-hmm. in my bag or on my watch that a text is coming in. I never stop to check it.
1: I can't stand for people to overhear my conversations yeah. either. And so if someone calls me while I'm on the train, and because I'm in the UK, I'm on the train a lot. Yeah. If someone calls me on the train, I will pick up and say, I'm sorry, I'm on the train. Yeah. I can't speak. Yeah. Even even if there's no tunnels, even if there's perfect signal, I'm like, I'm on a train, I'm not speaking on the phone on the train. Yeah. I don't want people to hear what I talk about. Even if it's a, a normal conversation, a boring conversation, I don't want people to hear my conversations. No, no. Because they'll that, judge me. Because I know I would judge anyone I hear.
0: Yeah. I'm the like, same, when you're in the business lounge, um, yeah, bit of a flex. When you're in the business lounge, um, <laughs> and there's just there's always and it's always the same type of guy who just on his phone really loud and walking up and down. And you're like, pick a spot that's semi-private, tone your voice down by 40 fucking decibel and just take that call quietly. But it's always the same guy. And then you listen to their conversation and you go, it's not interesting and it doesn't sound important. This sounds like a yeah. good wait.
1: You don't have to take business and business lounge this literally.
0: Yeah. And, and make your business your business. I don't want to hear your business. <laughs> I want to listen yeah, to they, my they, I
1: wish they'd call it the mind your business lounge. Yeah. That would be my kind of lounge.
0: Yeah, yeah. If you go in there's just a big sign, mind your own fucking business. <laughs> oh, oh, it looks like I'm here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. mind, mind your business class is my ideal class on a oh plane.
0: God, when no one talks to you, <laughs> makes eye contact or touches your shit. That's the best. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. What about you, shits you that you wish you could change?
1: About myself? hmm Oh, that's a well, That's a very deep question. I sometimes wish I didn't. I didn't need things to be just so. And I suppose my problem with noise is I wish I didn't need it to be quiet all the time. Yeah. Maybe I'm a bit of a perfectionist with things. But if something isn't quite right, it really bears down on me. Yeah. Like it, I, I can't let it go, and it really annoys me. And and I, I have to go back and and do something about it. You know. Yeah. I wish I could just let go of things. Maybe this comes with age, like you say. Maybe I'd love to be at a point where I can do a task. First idea comes to mind, get it done and move on. I'd love to be able to do that, but yeah. I can't really.
0: Well, I've got good news for you, Phil. As you get older, you're going to start losing your hearing and it won't bother you as much. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That'd be great. I'd love a bit of tinnitus, actually.
0: Oh, honestly, you're going you're gonna to be 55 and just be the calmest dude in the world with your meditation. Go Fuck, things have really quietened down. They haven't. You've just lost your hearing. All,
1: all all my hearing aids just in the bin. Yeah. People keep buying me hearing aids. I just throw them into the sea.
0: Yeah. Oh no, my father-in-law's got that. And then he just he turns them off. He only puts it on when he watches the news. And then he turns oh, so them off. So
1: nice. This is something I, well, this is something that I hate about myself and all of us actually, is that we can't close our ears. Yeah. We can, we can close our eyes, but we can't close our ears. I wish I could just. I wish there's a flap. I wish like your earlobes were, you could control, and yeah. you could just, and just put them into yeah. your ear holes.
0: Like How a, great a, would that airplane be? wings, we just wings up. Got like, this yeah, design yeah, like flaw. A
1: plane bringing its gears in. I'd yeah. love to be able to just close yeah. off because we can close off our sight, but we can't close off our yeah.
0: Our, and nothing makes ears. people quiet down like when they see your eyes are closed. Like, oh, he's having a sleep. <laughs> Everyone, even on a plane, you see people sort of more gentle around people who sleep. That's true. But if they go, oh, his ears are closed. Ears are, he wants to rest his ear.
1: It'd be such a amazing? great way to throw shade on someone you don't like. They start Book. talking, and then you're just your ear flaps Slowly. just
0: closing. <laughs> 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 That'll be such a power move. <laughs> Hi, Phil. Thank you so much. That's been amazing. I've I've really enjoyed chatting to you.
1: Oh, uh, likewise, man. Thanks for having me, as Yeah,
0: and I've really enjoyed your special too. I,
1: thank you so much for watching it. it
0: very I clever. Really Thanks for listening to this episode of That's Enough Already, hosted by me, Ursula Carlson, and produced by the young and effervescent James Blake. The supervising producer was Nick McClear, and special thanks to Ella Leaf and Beck Sutherland, who are both currently getting pedicures. If you like this episode, please remember to subscribe and share with a friend. Listener. I make them both get pedicures before they come and see me because I've got a thing with feet.